All right, so Nicholas, uh, welcome from uh, Tomb Entrepreneurial Masterclass. Really great to have you here on the Strong Startup Podcast. And um, we're going to kick things off, I think, straight away. And maybe just before we get started and dive into a very interesting topic about how um, Technical University Munich, together with Unternehmer Tomb, are bridging that gap between uh, research and entrepreneurship and creating actual valuable businesses. Um, I'd love to give a little bit of a background for any of the listeners that don't know you already. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your story and how you kind of ended up here managing this program. Yeah, sure, Alan. Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. It's really a great pleasure to be here uh, at The Strong Startup. Um, as I said, my name is uh, Nicholas. I'm actually a research associate and doctoral candidate at the Technical University of Munich, uh, working at the chair of material handling uh, material flow logistics, mainly dealing with uh, yeah, logistical and supply chain topics uh, related to the transition to a circular economy. That's sort of the research side. And at the same time, I, I have the great pleasure to be a uh, program manager at the TUM Entrepreneurial Masterclass, a joint program of TUM and Antonematum, which now started very recently uh, this winter semester uh, and is already, yeah, I think uh, developing great. Uh, and at the moment, I'm alone. Uh, next year, in January, I'm going to have a colleague, uh, which is going to do the job together with me, which I'm also very much looking forward to. And yeah, that's uh, basically um, everything to me. I've been working with Unternehmertum uh, also already during my studies a bit, had a couple of cooperations uh, when I was involved in a student initiative. And that way, I got to know uh, Unternehmertum uh, as an institution. And of course, also uh, Emma Schoenberger as a CEO. And sort of that's how uh, things evolved. And, and now I'm very happy to be here. Cool. So I think we'll get to that a little bit later as well. The interesting yeah. story about how this all came together and how this brand new program was founded. But before we jump into that, then, um, thanks so much for giving the background about what you're doing. It's it's cool to see that you're juggling both worlds as well, that you've been involved a little bit with the name of Tomb and now with the, the Tomb Entrepreneurial Masterclass. And you've also got the research side, which is, I think, very valuable to have those two and they each have different characteristics, I guess, and different kind of experiences, but Absolutely. the overlap is always important, right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So maybe you could um, jump in then and explain a little bit about this particular program, which is, I understand, specifically for um, uh, students that are registered at Technical University of Munich, right? The entrepreneurial Exactly. Masters. Yeah. That's a bit of the, the current framework. Uh, that's really a, a TUM program. And the basic idea behind the, the masterclass is actually... If you look uh, in, into universities at, at TUM and, and actually anywhere, every year there's thousands of, of students graduating from university, writing their master thesis, and uh, often really contributing to research, gaining important uh, expertise or new skills in, in their fields. And, and that will often enough also accompany them in their later life. Uh, it might also be the start of their scientific career, and that's always great. And still, if we're honest, uh, those theses uh, all too often end up uh, somewhere in the shelf at home, no one ever uh, to look in, uh, into them again. And despite this learning experience and the proof that you've sort of um, gained the qualifications to deserve such a, a title and your graduation, it's still actually such a waste uh, if these end up that way. If you think of how much energy and time flows into them, in the end, it's, it's half a year of your life and at a really, really crucial point in your lifetime also. And... Um, so especially if we look into, at, at entrepreneurial minds who are eager to drive projects who, who might even have already founded a company to so then the master thesis can really actually become more of a distraction from what they actually want to be focusing on 
Uh, and that simply can't be a desirable situation also in terms of societal progress of innovation. So the question is, how can we better combine high quality research and scientific method methodology, which is sort of crucial for a master thesis on the one hand with real entrepreneurial impact on the other. And, and that's precisely what the Technical University of Munich and Unternehmertum together have, uh, have set out um, to, to tap this, this enormous potential of, of master thesis for entrepreneurial action for laying the foundation of future businesses. And uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. And unleashing this, this entrepreneurial potential um, by creating such a framework where, where students dedicate thesis to, to research questions that really make a difference for the foundation and development of their startups, also for social innovations or other projects uh, where they really see their future in. That's sort of the, the USP of this new program and it's uh, quite unique and a lot of fun. Cool, nice. I was smiling there a little bit because when you mentioned about those theses being left on the shelf, this yeah. was exactly my experience when I was writing my PhD, for example. You know, they, there's a joke that often goes around academia that only three people read your, your final thesis. That's like you because you wrote it, your yeah. thesis supervisor, and then whoever had to, like normally in my case, someone else evaluates it. So there's like at least three people are going to read it and then it's going to get put on a shelf and then more than likely no one's going to read the whole thing back to court, back to front, right? But uh, Exactly, exactly. Yeah, in yeah. the end, that's such a pity. If you imagine, if you, if you could take those results and use them in a more efficient way, also sort of thinking as an economy yeah. um, or as a, as a country or as a, yeah, um, as a university. Yeah, I think there's so much actually uh, to, to improve there. Yeah, I think it all, almost touches nearly on science communication in a way as well, right? Or like you said, making the findings kind of more relevant to, to real life. I think that's super important that, you know, now with, with TikTok and social media, people don't want to read maybe a 50-page paper. So maybe there has to be ways in which you can communicate your thesis in a more meaningful manner, right, as well, I guess. Yeah, and, and, uh, and find a, a concept or really make up your mind in the first place how you really want to make use of it. I, I don't quite fancy sort of this always, um, yeah, struggle between academia and practice. I think there, yeah. it doesn't be, need to be contradictory, but uh, yeah, you simply have to keep in mind what you actually want to achieve with that thesis. And I think it should be simply more than just in the end graduating or, or uh, obtaining a certain title. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I often say this, but I think I studied the wrong thing in, in, in college. You know, I think I wish I would have studied business or I had an offer at one point during the end of my PhD. Yeah. So it's just about finishing. I had an offer to actually, um, they were opening up the first entrepreneurship center at Dublin City University where I was studying at the time. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like trying to edge me on to apply for this particular grant where you could get like, I think about 10,000 euro to try to commercialize some aspect of my research. So it's not the same thing yeah. as a masterclass, but mm -hmm. I think uh, I always yeah. kind of, yeah, the same idea in terms of, you know, uh, shaping what you're already doing in research more towards the, the startup end. And I always regretted not taking that option, you know, and not taking that, that, that opportunity. But uh, I think if there had been an option to do something like a business masterclass or something focused on a startup, it definitely yeah. would have uh, attracted me. But uh, look, no point in, 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 uh, in uh, crying over yeah. mistakes made <laughs> in the past. We can focus on the future now. So I think you have a really nice story to, to explain uh, kind of how this all started. And I think it connects as well to the founder of Untenematum. So maybe you could give us a little bit of the background about why now uh, Unternehmer Tum and Technical University Munich, who have obviously a close relationship, 
decided to, to formalize uh, allowing people to produce their master thesis on um, a startup that they're interested in. Because I think already you can kind of, or some people have done their theses on topics around startups. And um, maybe it was more difficult in the past and now they wanted to improve that. But uh, yeah, I'd love to know the story about why they decided like in 29 or 2020 uh, to begin uh, to make these changes for the better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the entrepreneurial masterclass as an institution is directly mainly by two persons uh, who both with their personalities, uh, I think, stand yeah, very well for the core vision of this program. So one is uh, Professor Holger Patzelt uh, from the Entrepreneurship Research Institute at TUM, who's an, a very renowned scientist and uh, an extremely valuable scientific background for, for this program. Um, and the other is Helmut Schönberger. Um, who's uh, TUM's vice president uh, entrepreneurship, a professor also at TUM, and um, yeah, as you know, uh, co-founder and CEO of Unternehmertum. And the very famous person in Munich entrepreneurship community. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> not. A, I think really one of the most uh, yeah influential and really key figures in, in entrepreneurship in Germany and Europe, I'd say. And I, if you look into his biography, uh, and sort of that's what you were, were teasering on. Uh, I think you really get a, get a feeling for this entire program and also the ambition behind it and really the, the vision where, where we want to go with this program. So back in the day when, when Helmut Schönberger himself was still a student, that's some, some 20 years ago, he spent some time in Stanford and of course was fascinated by, by what was going on here. And he asked himself how Silicon Valley had become uh, what it was and, and particularly how universities there support the foundation of startups compared to here in Europe, uh, Germany and in Munich. And um, that's what he made the topic of his, his master thesis. And so in a scientific manner, he compared the conditions and structures. And his conclusion was that there was a need for something like an entrepreneurship center because there was no such thing here in Germany. Um, but, but over there, it was a really successful concept. And the president of TUM recognized and shared those results. Uh, and so persons like, for instance, famous entrepreneurs Susanne Klatten heard about it. And in, in fact, they agreed to support such an idea. And so based on what he elaborated in his master's thesis, he got the funding to pursue that idea. And that was the birth of Undanimatum. And it's a crazy uh, success story, right? <laughs> yeah. and of course, no one, I guess, no one would have believed what it would become uh, today and yeah, would have never imagined this like leading entrepreneurship and innovation uh, center we, we now uh, know Undanimatum uh, for. Yeah, and how fact, many startups would in the end be founded year by year, billions of, of euros being invested, jobs created. And it all began with that master thesis. So this thesis <laughs> really changed Helmut Schönberger's life and it changed, I don't know how many thousands of other lives too. I mean, yours, mine, sort of. Um, sure. uh, so many founders, so many employees of companies that were initially founded at Unternehmertum. If you think of Salonis, Flixbus, Konex, Lilium, I don't know, uh, you could go on and on. And all that happened in the end because he dedicated his master thesis to that, to to this topic. Who who knows if he if it weren't for that thesis, what would be what would be today? And so I believe in in that sense, we can't even imagine what is yet to come if we manage to institutionalize such kinds of impact-driven master thesis in a new program and really pave a way for more people uh, to, yeah. Uh, to replicate in a way this concept of a, of a master thesis. And on the one hand, that is sort of an astonishingly simple idea of the, of the master class, give people the chance to 
really write on something that they're passionate for. And on the other, I don't know anything alike. And I think if we do it right, if we really reinvent master thesis in that way, uh, for a very carefully selected group of mm -hmm. gifted entrepreneurial talents, I think this concept and everything that evolves from it uh, actually can really write uh, university history if you want. Yeah. No, that's amazing. It's a really interesting story as well that, you know, it kind of it parallels completely what you're trying to do, right? Because he took the risk to write his thesis, his master thesis on that particular topic around entrepreneurship and the ecosystem in Silicon Valley. And, yeah. and here you are basically 20 years later formalizing the same thing and bridging that gap just between, not just between the university and Antonematum, but also more formally between research and entrepreneurship, which yeah, is pretty, exactly. pretty exciting. And sort of still in a protected environment. I think it's really mm -hmm. a gift if it's, it's anyway such a crucial time in your life, sort of those last months of your studies, not often enough, not knowing really what comes afterwards, really having to make those key decisions for your later life and, and career. And so that way, giving people the opportunity to lay the foundations for what is yet to come afterwards during their studies, uh, as said, in this protected environment and, and with the, the right uh, support. I think that's a, a huge privilege. Yeah, I think it's a really, you hit the, hit the nail on the head there when you mentioned about having a very solid foundation. I mean, this program, I think, is about six months long. So having it in a structured way connected to your master thesis, uh, I think it'll produce better, uh, more grounded entrepreneurs that aren't splitting away from their current studies and trying to do two things at once, but rather taking the time to really uh, you know, learn the scientific methods that are going to support them later to be able to develop a successful business. And at the same time, I think giving them the experience that they need, right? Because that's what it's about as well. It's not just about the research, but also applying it to something that's practical for a real company, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, first and, and foremost, it's that synergy between startup mm -hmm. and masterclass, which is really, I think, important to differentiate between a compromise. So what we don't want is that people have sort of and 70, 80% thesis and 70, 80% startup, but they can really find that sweet spot where, where master thesis and startup correspond to each other and support each other because you base your startup on, on research you conduct in the context of your master thesis. And that way really uh, laid a foundation to really use those insights you gain um, on, on the way ahead. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. So I have another question, but I think I'll leave it till the end, but I'd love to discuss then uh, maybe some examples of what could be the next step. So I yeah. think on the name of Tum, that's why the partnership is there because there's expertise from both sides uh, for entrepreneurship, you know, with the Entrepreneurship mm -hmm. uh, Research Center or Research Institute, sorry, at uh, the university and at Untenematum. But I guess uh, that's the, the the magic gap that you want to have to fix, right, is to be able to allow someone to work for six months, develop something cool and have an excellent master thesis. And then if they want to, they can continue on with their journey as part of Antonematum in a kind of formal way. But yes, maybe exactly. maybe we'll, uh, we'll come back to that a little bit later. Let's, mm -hmm. let's maybe move forward and tell... Uh, the audience a little bit more information about the program because I believe there's you know three different ways in which they can apply or three mm -hmm. different tracks that you offer which I think is also very good because uh, the entrepreneurial journey is ne never really a straight line and it's yeah. never really super easy to to, uh, to copy and paste one person's experience to another entrepreneur's experience so yeah maybe you could give a little bit more detail about the program and the tracks that you're, you're offering for this masterclass yeah yeah so the core of this, this entire program, as said, is to set the framework for exactly such kinds of, of thesis 
to be written and the respective projects and ventures to be pursued uh, along the way. And um, we have three tracks for different kinds of thesis, um, which are also different kinds of projects um, being, being pursued. The first one, sort of the classic track, is uh, the so-called startup creation track. And um, that's for students who already founded a company or currently pursue a certain idea. Um, and there they, they can get dedicate their master thesis on research question related to precisely that, that foundation uh, process. And that can mean a lot, either it's uh, market analysis or product development or real prototyping. Um, in the end, the main question that applies to the master class in general, what really brings you as a student forward? What kind of topic really makes a difference for your venture or your, your project? So it's about um, delivering the value really for the end startup exactly. in the research way. That in the best case, you really print that thesis, take it and put it right on top of your desk because you look into it every day because it's crucial for, for the next steps you, you want to take. Cool. Um, and the second track, because we, it's not exclusively about the, the foundation of own startups, but also about making other kinds of real life uh, impact is called uh, entrepreneurship support track. You could also call it ecosystem development track. It's basically about contributing to further improve this whole entrepreneurial ecosystem we have here with TUM and Unternehmertum, which can mean a lot, coming up with new ideas, working on uh, concepts, learning maybe from experiences you made abroad, sort of like, like Helmut's case, in a way, uh, benchmarking, initiating partnerships, all such things that can help foster, um, yeah, or help improve the way we foster the creation uh, of companies um, here in the ecosystem. And then the third one, which is a bit different, is called a Tech Venture Challenge Track. And there we set a certain challenge um, for a, a team project where everyone still writes their own master thesis because that's also due to formal reasons but also yeah. simply because it makes sense but still contributes from their own discipline because it's always an, an interdisciplinary team to an, an overlaying um, tech challenge and, and the idea is to um, in a group really work on uh, sustainable technology-based solutions for, for societal challenges we have and that's sort of those three tracks and then when it comes to the thesis themselves it's always still a bit dependent on which faculty you are because if you want to have a master's degree in chemistry it does make sense to have sort of a chemical topic obviously if you're an engineer it's it's engineering tasks but first we create some or we enable to have some flexibility sort of in the topic because also I think the commercialization of some technology in the field of for instance, engineering can also be, be a, a viable master thesis for an engineer. Um, that's the first thing. But then um, the second is that, uh, yeah, you always, in any startup, you have sort of different, different challenges to tackle. Mm -hmm. And then it's just up to you to select that one challenge that also uh, is of scientific relevance for your own field of studies. 
Yeah, makes sense. But that's really cool. I mean, it, it means that uh, people that are more inclined less to create a profitable business that's going to be on the stock exchange could also engage in something more towards like sustainable technology and stuff like that better for the environment potentially or stuff like that, which is, I think a really good option, but the one that interests me the most, well, I think the first one is also pretty cool because if you have your own startup and I know because I've had multiple uh, people that we work with at a very early stage um, at Explore program uh, based mm -hmm. in them and they come to us and most of them are students or a lot of them are students and they're sure. all doing their master thesis on something or maybe they're in their bachelors and they want to like do their thesis on their startup. So I think that you're going to already help a lot of those very eager and uh, great entrepreneurs to like fit into that first track to make sure that they can deliver some really clear value. Um, and I think often this formal education of how to do like market analysis or how to develop a proper business plan etc it's sometimes lacking and um, so we don't have the, the luxury of having six months to do the explore program i mean it's already 12 weeks which is a lot but there's also a lot to cover so having that focus six months i think would really help those those particular startups but the second track as well seems really interesting because you know for people that don't know i mean Helmet's story is even more impressive than people think because it's it's like the largest entrepreneurship center in Europe. And yeah. I, I really haven't seen anything else like it. I mean, mm -hmm. it has nearly 300 employees on the name of Tum. They're covering everything from, you know, early stage programs and education programs like Tech Talents or Tech Fest or whatever, or the Explore program that I work with. We've got an incubator, an accelerator. We've got a VC fund all the way at the top. So I think to formally connect uh, TUM and Unternehmer TUM through the, this kind of student program, this masterclass is uh, really fantastic because, you know, if they can also help to improve that ecosystem, then that's all obviously going to be a benefit for everyone in the future, right? So, Yeah, totally. And I think it's simply also for, for them extremely satisfying to see that uh, they can really contribute to something bigger and make a difference and, yeah, and, yeah be useful with what they do. And um, this combined with the possibility to, to get thrown into a community with like-minded people who have totally different backgrounds. If you look at, at the, the study programs you can take at TUM, it's basically everything from, from, I said, engineering and chemistry to business administration to we have an agricultural student in, in the program, yeah. um, a food technology student. There's so many different, different backgrounds, different mm -hmm. uh, personalities in the program but all yeah have this common mindset um that they want to yeah make uh, make a real impact and do something useful uh and that's a really really inspiring environment both for those who re really know precisely what they're working on and then for others um who simply have that motivation and and can yeah can also gain new ideas from exactly that exchange with others yeah, I think that's another massive advantage, right? Because you're really, you're building a community that can support the other students that are a part of that group that are going to, you know, develop um, their thesis as part of the entrepreneurial masterclass. I think that's a huge advantage just to have that community. And then you have alumni as well as, as the program grows, um, which is going to be fantastic because I guess, and this was my experience doing my PhD, which wasn't an entrepreneurship, but it was quite a, it was a silo. It was a very isolated project, yeah. not connected to anyone else because no one else was studying my topic. So mm -hmm. I imagine now without the masterclass in TUM, you would, you know, unless you're part of the Entrepreneurial Research Institute, you're maybe in a different department trying to do your research or your master thesis on startups uh, mm -hmm. or on your own startup. And you're, you're really quite in a small little pocket. 
Uh, and then what the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial masterclass provides is that connection of community, which I think is super important. Uh, at least I found that from my limited number of years in entrepreneurship ecosystem in Munich, that the, the community is everything because you can't really do it alone, right? You have yeah. to have others to help. Exactly. And that's also actually the, I'd say the, the core of the program is this, this community and this peer-to-peer -peer aspect. There's mm. so many other programs already. You, you've mentioned some of them also like Manage and More, where people yeah. often enough of, of our own fellows had, had been in before and now they come to us, sort of uh, accomplished all that on, on the way uh, and then again get thrown into sort of a new community where, where again, totally different, different people are combined and they all have their own so valuable experiences already um, that they also share with each other. Uh, and that's, I think, uh, in, invaluable in the end. It's always when, because also the, the projects are very different, but in the end, yeah. the challenges are often similar. Uh, if one person comes along and, and says, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this and that, that there's always three, four or five hands coming up and saying, yeah, I've experienced something similar, look into this, or, yeah. or we, can, we can have a chat afterwards. Uh, and that's, yeah, I think it's so easy on the one hand, but on the other, it's, it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is what we do whenever we have a, a bootcamp. So when we start off the Explore Bootcamp, we tell every single startup that's there saying, look, you're all experts in your own field. Like, so not just in entrepreneurship, but, you know, we might have an engineer, we could have someone from agriculture, like you said, or we could have an, an expert in I don't know, design. And, you know, we don't want them to be silent during the entire program as if I'm the expert and I'm going to tell you everything. And um, so I really appreciate the fact that you have that kind of peer-to-peer -peer learning. I think it's uh, super, super important. And I'm just reading the book actually by, um, called the startup way i think it's called the startup yeah. community way by brad feld from from uh, tech uh, from tech stars and um, so it's it's all about you know how to build a startup community and you know focusing on the quality and focusing on the engagement so uh, i'm glad to see that even in the first year you're already seeing it as a community and not just as like this is the input this is the lecture go do the work and then come back and produce the thesis because i think uh, yeah. that format has been uh, yeah it's a, it's, it's a kind of quite traditional. I don't think it produced the same value in the 21st century, right? So, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the program itself, we try to keep it really lean because we don't, in mm. the end, we don't want to distract people from the projects they're really working on, but still yeah. we want to create this community. And I think uh, by, by setting certain, yeah, joint events, uh, which even now in the special times is still at least sort of possible, um, we already lay this, this yeah, crucial foundation for, for them to, to get in contact with each other. And then yeah. often this dynamic simply happens without you really even having to, to, to push it in any way. I remember we had our first offsite last September um, in the Alps. We do that twice a semester in order to do- to, to, Another bonus, huh? Get to go yeah, to the Alps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, sort of, it was so, looking back, it was so simple. We, we thought of sort of how we can, yeah, Get everyone to know each other and exchange and it was simply throw them together and suddenly the magic happens and you don't really have yeah. to interfere anymore a lot but simply you just let it go and and people get to know each other and and see the 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 common topics they have and uh, yeah. yeah really friendships uh, happen maybe who knows co-founders get to know each other that's mm -hmm. sort of happening currently uh, it's really really exciting to see 
Wow, super, super, super cool. Yeah, um, so I think it would be fantastic maybe is to tell people now a little bit more about like, what they will learn. So you, you touched on parts of it. You, you mentioned that it's flexible. I think that's obviously a crucial element of entrepreneurship. Mm. You know, you can you can structure and you can go and go to even Stanford or whatever and take a course on business and learn professionally how to develop a company. But most of the time it comes down to experience. So I'm glad to see that you're, you're including that space to allow the entrepreneurs to, to mm-hmm. breathe a little bit and to walk on their own two feet. Um, yep. But maybe you could explain a little bit about how is the program structured? What's the length? And most importantly, then how do people apply if they're interested? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. so generally it's a six months program, just like also any other uh, master thesis uh, would, would take um, as a time frame, And, um, in order to keep things flexible and still sort of align the journeys of each participant of the masterclass, we have uh, fixed uh, application dates, but twice a semester. So it's basically four times a year, every three months you can start. So that should fit actually in any, in any personal agenda. And then we take up some, some 10 or 20 each batch. So it's in the end, uh, Currently, let's say 30 to 40 students a semester. Long-term wise, I think maybe 50 students a semester, so 100 per year. Um, So it'll overlap a little bit, right? Because of the fact that you have two semesters. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, The one batch starting January 1st, the next one April 1st, next one July, and next one uh, October 1st. And so Mm -hmm. always it's it's three months overlap. And that's actually nice because one, you have sort of that very uh, intimate actually batch where you really get to know each other very closely and then you still meet again some other uh, people who maybe can share their experiences sort of from the last months. Um, yeah, that's super advantageous, and, right? For yeah. the alumni to like learn a little bit, like just a three months head start, they can share a little bit of tips. It's cool. Concerning the master's thesis, it's really valuable because it's yeah. always uh, sort of the, the ideation part in the beginning, the, the structure, um, the, whole, the whole concept behind it. And that's also something, yeah, which gets more and more uh, relevant now in the, in the application uh, phase Hmm. there's actually it's quite a simple process there's three documents you have to upload it's a cv motivation letter and a project draft and this project Hmm. draft that's sort of the crucial part is like a mini expose like for any other scientific work um but explaining also the relation to the 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 real world project you're you're pursuing the like a like a mini um uh, mini startup pitch if you want Kind of like a a one pager, but a bit longer, a bit more detail, right? Yeah. And explaining sort of how, uh, what challenges you meet in this project you're pursuing or in that startup and what, Mm. what results there as research questions and the topics you really need to dig into. And then the question that's sort of the scientific part, how you want to address those topics, what your methodology is, how, what your approach is. And then in the end, what are actually the results you want to achieve with that thesis and mm-hmm. how do you use those results? And that's the crucial part to yeah. your real life project and real life startup. And um, that's sort of what you apply with um, then. So that yeah, last point is a, is a tip then for people that are looking to apply, right? To make sure that they, they, yes. they continue it. It's not just about doing the research, but how is it going to link and support the startup? That's, a, that's the most important thing. And that's, uh, yeah, not only self-evident, I think it's the only way that it makes sense to write a master thesis in, in this this program because yeah. that's in, in your first and foremost own interest uh, that should be that you actually achieve a, a real world impact and really use those results you work on and all the energy you put into it. Yeah. And after a first pre-selection, 
uh, we have some interviews and then um, sort of the, the final batch uh, is selected and it's really a tough choice. Uh, it's getting tougher and tougher. I think the, the more established also this program is going to be. It's uh, good to hear. It's popular. <laughs> it is, yeah. But it's also really uh, heartbreaking sometimes if you, yeah. if you have to do um, the selection. But on the other hand, I mean, it's not... Uh, yeah, there's also other ways to pursue your, your dreams. You, you don't need the masterclass necessarily, but of course it's a great help. Um, yeah. And the, the higher the, the quality, so to say, the better for, for the program and the results in the end. Yeah. Um, that's basically what happens before joining the masterclass. And then once you're selected, as said, it's a six months program, lean program, which means we don't want to uh, formalize too much, but we do set certain fixed dates where, where we uh, meet, which is on a bi-weekly basis. So we, mm -hmm. we're really always uh, involved also with each other uh, within the program. Uh, and it, it helps, I think, uh, also to, to create discipline for yourself if you know there's a deadline coming up and you, yeah. you define your own route. Yeah, targets until until that point. Um, that's sort of the, the the organizational framework, and then it's very individual what we can sort of support in uh, as Unternehmertum or as TUM. Um, some need scientific advice, others need mm -hmm. mentoring, um, others need contacts to to interview partners or to potential investors, or the next one, uh, yeah, maybe could use uh, a pitch training. There's, yeah, there's a whole lot of the offering that Unternehmertum does also mm -hmm. in all those other programs. And we try to always figure out what is something many uh, participants at least have in common. And then we, we offer those, those contents, yeah. Okay, so it's and not I just know. like a, a 12 series lecture that goes through A to B of setting up or A to Z of setting yeah. up a company, but rather you probably have some fixed content, but mostly it's uh, it's tailored. So it's rather the accessibility to you and the Entrepreneurial Research Institute and also on the name of Tomb for whatever you might need, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then okay. sort of we're currently also learning because it's the first uh, batch happening what now are the needs we can sort of figure out which always come up and then we can formalize something like that uh, as a standard aspect. But then again, the most important thing is that we really, with everything we do, we want to help and enable and, and contribute and not distract. That's the, yeah. the core ambition we have. And I think uh, so far that works really well. And also the, the, the masterclass fellows themselves, they're also really invited to contribute to shaping this program really uh, tailor-made to their needs. Okay, it's cool. And maybe you could give an example then just so people know what are the, the kind of structured um, aspects of the program. So do you have like fixed um, lectures input or something that you provide at the beginning and at the end, for example, mm. uh, or is it just these bi-weekly meetings where people can share their challenges and get some help? Yeah, so what we have on every bi-weekly meeting is sort of the status update where People simply share what they do. That's already, uh, I think, a big learning for everyone involved because you simply, yeah, implicitly see so so many other people and and their challenges and sort of the solutions they find. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at the beginning and versus the end of the semester, those offsites, which are also uh, fixed and defined. The first one, uh, fairly at the beginning, that's rather focused on, uh, yeah team building if you want and getting to know each other and really creating this community where you also want to share 
sort of uh, what you struggle with. And then um, the, the other offset versus the end, that's rather focusing then on how actually are things going to continue after the yeah. thesis? Because that's the, the core understanding that this thesis is not simply the end of your studies, but rather the beginning of something bigger coming up afterwards. And um, there we try to structure um, yeah, the, this um, reflection process on how to, to continue um, and how also, of course, TUM and Unternehmertum can help. Okay, super. So I presume that over the six months, of course, they'll get introduced like bit by bit to different programs that might be suitable for them. And more importantly, the people at Unternehmertum that could maybe support them with their actual thesis, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's, okay. That's quite it. <laughs> cool. Nice. Maybe you could just say again, the, 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 the approximate deadline. So I think the mm -hmm. next one, so one was early kind of middle November, right? Which is the month we're in now. Then you have one in February, I think, right? Is the next one? Exactly. So the, the batches start January 1st, April 1st, uh, July 1st and October 1st, and then always two months ahead okay. is the deadline. So uh, the next deadline would be in February to, in order to start in, in April. Okay, super good. We had the deadline uh, yeah, for, for starting in uh, January. So you're, you're in that headache of a process of trying to pick between all the cool ideas yes, of people. Yes, and yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, Always challenging. It's a good problem, but it's, it's, it's still a problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. Um, so maybe you could explain a little bit about who could apply. So you mentioned before this uh, Entrepreneurial uh, Research Institute, which I'm familiar with, and they support mm -hmm. us sometimes as coaches. And maybe even yourself has, all, has also been part of the Explore program and supporting some of the teams that we uh, try to develop at a very early stage. But mm -hmm. do you have to be just part of the Entrepreneurial Research Institute or is it literally anyone that is interested in uh, writing their master thesis can apply uh, from all of them to, of, sorry, Technical University of Munich? Yeah. Yeah, that's the first really important uh, aspect. Any study program, any master's degree uh, student can apply uh, for the master class. Great. Um, it really does not have to be. Of course, we have a lot of students from to the School of Management because many of them sort of are into entrepreneurship. But yeah. it really, that's no necessity, not at all. Um, we have both sort of the classic uh, entrepreneurs um, who uh, who rather have a business background. And then we also have really the, the tech uh, guys and girls mm -hmm. uh, who come from various study degrees and they're all uh, totally invited to, to apply. Um, and what was what was the other question? Um, no, I think that was basically it. But I mean, maybe I'll dive a bit in because I used to work at Technical University of Munich. So mm -hmm. I know a little bit about very little about the structure so if i was say for example in the sports faculty which was where i worked at at tum um would i have to would you help me find a professor to be the um, mentor or do i have to clear it with my department first or how does that kind of yeah. aspect work right yeah due to formal reasons you always need a professor from your own faculty or from right. your own study program to to supervise you um that's not only formal reasons it also simply makes sense because yes those persons can also advise you in a, in a suitable uh, way and mm -hmm. in the end also grade you because they can only judge the, the quality of your thesis in the end. Um, but there's actually two options. So one is you're, you already know a certain chair that fits very well, maybe you've worked with them already. And so that's great if you, if you already come with a, an entire concept of your thesis and sort of the supervision and everything. 
And the other is that you have a great idea and say, um, I struggle with finding a supervision for that because it doesn't fit into sort of the, the research uh, at the chairs I'm, I'm involved with. And that's also one of the advantages of the masterclass that mm -hmm. we can help to find the, or to set the formal framework to, to write such a master thesis still. But still, as said, sort of with the need of someone supervising you from your own faculty. And then it's always sort of a double supervision, one supervisor yeah. who's really into the, the technical topic or the, the academic part and the other, which is sort of us as the, the masterclass management team opening doors uh, concerning entrepreneurship and uh, concerning all the, the support uh, you can get uh, from, from Unternehmertum. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think we had something similar before. We had actually a, it wasn't an entrepreneurial masterclass, but we had an IT student that came from a different mm -hmm. department. He had a mentor or sorry, a supervisor from his department. And then the second supervisor was my professor from the sports faculty because he was working with us. So I guess yeah. it's the kind of classic dual uh, or mm -hmm. double uh, supervisor situation. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty clear. Cool. And um, cool. so I suppose my next question is kind of like, who are you looking for? So yeah, what, what, at what stage does my idea have to be? Do I even have to have an idea or can I apply if I have no idea? So maybe you could give a little bit of background into, yeah, uh, who exactly is the type of person you're looking for? And then the second point is like, how developed does the startup idea have to be in order to hopefully get accepted for your program? Yeah, so um, maybe to generalize, maybe there's two types of pro persons we're looking mm -hmm. for for the master class. The one is sort of the classic, um, entrepreneurial person that is already pursuing a certain idea um, and simply wants to yeah, leverage that even more, this, uh, this whole support he, he gets from TUM and Unternehmertum. And the other is maybe also someone who's really an expert in his field, but had not so much touch points to entrepreneurship yet, and that we can, with Unternehmertum behind us, really enable to become the entrepreneur he maybe wouldn't have expected to become in the first place. And so that's the, the two actually general options. And then also, um, I think it's quite an, quite an interesting concept for many chairs across TUM that say we have sort of an idea of certain entrepreneurial opportunities happening in our fields, um, but we don't have the time to pursue them. Um, but we'd like to uh, yeah, enable students to do precisely that. And so that's sort of the third bit of a... Um, yeah, personality we, we can also um, take up in the master class. And it would be good, in fact, if it's not, yeah, this kind of technology push and this uh, implementation channel approach from science to practice. Um, there it's a bit of a different case, but generally it would be good, or it's really important actually to have a precise idea of what you want to do, because that's yeah, crucial to the entire process of the master thesis. So mm -hmm. you should really thoroughly research before applying to know uh, what is, yeah, what are the, the framework conditions where you wanna work on, um, what precisely is the research question, yeah. um, because that, that facilitates uh, things a lot. And sort of yeah. the, yeah, very easy and good cases if you simply have a startup running and say, this is a very precise challenge I want to fix. And it's also a question I can frame for a master thesis. So it's, that's both scientifically viable and interesting for a larger public, not only for my personal uh, interest. And at the same time, it really creates uh, a benefit for my startup. Okay. 
Cool. So you should probably already have your idea kind of a little bit established and you should understand maybe the general direction of what market you might enter because that level of uh, preparedness will kind of really help to make sure that you get the most value then out of the masterclass, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or vice versa, you have a very specific technology where you're a great expert and you want to assess the market for that. That's also possible. But one of those two aspects has to be really precise. Okay. Uh, in order to have a solid uh, foundation to build on. That's great. I have a feeling that um, people coming out of your program would be very, very suitable for the Explore program where I work because mm-hmm. at the moment, we th- there's a gap. This is why I really like the Entrepreneurial Masterclass because we get a lot of uh, very enthusiastic uh, researchers that could be even at the postdoc level, but often we get master students that have an idea but haven't yet gone through a program like the Masterclass. So they're still yep. trying to figure out, I have this tech, I've done some cool research, but I don't know what to do now to like bridge mm-hmm. the gap between mm-hmm. here and here to go to the market. And so when we get them at Explore, of course, it's Explore is all about discovering your market and getting the best possible fit for your technology or your solution. So if they had have gone through the six month program with the masterclass, I mean, they would have been perfect to then immediately come and have even better success with the Explore program. So that could be a nice little follow-on for for some of the alumni that go through your particular program, hopefully. Absolutely. And that's also what it's intended to be, to really uh, add on to the actually perfect uh, support programs we already have um, and sort of to close this one gap where you maybe uh, get the chance to really dig into uh, your your topic and Mm. yeah, really lay the foundation in an academic manner, really research-based in order to, to go on on that basis afterwards, be it in Explore or also what is a common case, be it within an exist uh, scholarship um, or in some cases, even directly the funding. Also yeah, for sure. That. Depends on the stage, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. I think as well, like those skills are often underestimated. So people think, oh, research is research, but I think having that structured approach to like, I have a hypothesis or I have an assumption, here's mm-hmm. how I validate it or at least assess it and then come out with a result at the end. I mean, that's the game, right? For startups, exactly. you have all these yeah. assumptions, you need to talk to customers, you need to do market research, you need to check pricing, do benchmarks. I think people just think, oh no, I have a cool idea. I'll just go and like create the idea. And then they completely overlook the, the first few steps in design thinking, which is all about doing your research, gathering insights, assessing these things. So I think those skills are going to be super valuable for any of those entrepreneurs that go forward. Even if, if, if that particular idea is not successful with that startup, it's mm. definitely going to serve them very well in, in corporate life or in future uh, ventures for sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. And we say precisely that, not research for the sake of research, but it's really exactly. something you need in order to, to go on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So maybe you could give like a few examples just of like, what would be the type of theses that some people have already, I mean, I know you're only in the first batch at the moment, but I think people would be really curious to see, um, yeah, just some examples maybe from the different tracks of like what people have um, already been, uh, have have pursued basically for the first batch of the entrepreneurial masterclass. Sure. So uh, as said, sort of the, in the end, the topic always depends a bit on your own study program. And of course, Of the, the project you're pursuing um, in track one, start of creation track. Um, I can think of one student, for instance, who, who's a mechanical engineer, uh, passionate kite surfer himself, uh, by the way. And <laughs> when kite surfing uh, got the idea, 
of um, developing a new boat class in the end um, in order to decarbonize the shipping industry. And this, this, kind, of, um, this kind of boat is um, propelled by airborne wind energy. So it's high winds, which are more reliable and stronger in comparison to sort of the winds you get with a normal sailing boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that is already, yeah, tested sometimes in cargo sh- cargo shipping, but on a very uh, yeah small uh, yeah and very yeah like a small scale or a pilot yeah. or something right yeah and um, he really yeah tries to invent sort of a whole new ship which is much smaller and thereby much more efficient in using those winds that, than like a huge uh, wow. freight ship. And uh, now his thesis, he's, he's currently in the state where he really got actually quite a, a solid simulated prototype, at least, and where he wants to apply together with his team for uh, an exist uh, research transfer. So a, a scholarship for three years, really for fundamental research. And his master thesis is basically um, actually coding, coding those algorithms that in the end do the, the steering and control of of the kites and of the the trajectory of those kites and the the, the hydrofoils behind this boat uh, behind uh, below the boat so it's wow. a it's an extremely tech uh, oriented thesis um but at the same time he can use precisely that code and everything mm. he works on when when in the end building his prototype and really taking the next steps so that's really an in highly interesting engineering thesis and that's something we of course again need a supervisor from that engineering faculty. Yeah, from the how, tech side. How we help him in in in, in coding that. Um, yeah. Then there is another student here for just, just on that example. Yeah. Sorry. So is it the case that he's kind of building the foundation of his prototype as part of the thesis, or or how is it exactly structured for his thesis in that context? Yeah, exactly. So he okay. he does the coding and the the, the steering algorithms, uh, and that's what he's gonna. Yeah, need all the all the way um, when when building his prototype. Yeah, but that's really like fundamental research transfer. So that's a very long way, but um, it's it's a very crucial um, part of this whole project, and that he can do with it in his thesis. So he's wow basically gaining half a year because he he's got that perfect synergy. That's and cool. It's really he, perfect. Yeah, it is. Um, and at the same time, so he's. He's very much into this tech part and at the same time gets this entire uh, entrepreneurial uh, influence now from Unternehmertum, which is also really great for him in his whole whole founding uh, process. Yeah, it helps him to shape everything from the very beginning with the mind of like business, not just like I have to get the algorithm working or whatever. It's, yeah. It really helps to give you a different sense of direction. Yeah, yeah cool. Totally. So for anyone that doesn't know what exists is we'll, we'll put a link to that particular funding. Mm-hmm. So it's a very specific German funding, uh, I think through the German government or one of the ministries that yeah. supports people in two different programs. One is a one year uh, kind of founders funding that supports up to, I think, three founders. And the one that Nicholas just mentioned is actually kind of a research transfer funding for uh, students. So both programs are only for students, uh, but it provides three-year funding. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's up to a million, right? Or is it a little less than that? I'm not too sure. Uh, I wouldn't know the numbers, but at least uh, it sort of it secures your income for three years in order, yeah. in case of this this research uh, transfer, in order for you to be able to really focus focus on yeah. that. Uh, that's, a, that's a massive bridge. I mean, to go through, for example, your program with this guy and his team manages to get the exist research transfer funding it's uh it's uh, really the holy grail within germany yeah. to give them extra time to 
you know, really get the tech up to the level where they could begin to actually start the company in a proper mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. And be it exists what you're doing afterwards or actually really starting to, in the, to the company or bootstrapping, I don't know. Uh, yeah. In any case, you have that half year uh, of an advance, actually, because uh, you've been able to focus on, on those crucial questions already during your studies and not sort of yeah. afterwards. Exactly. And yeah, sort of another example from the startup creation uh, track is, is a, a management student, business student who um, had actually done a, a nanotechnology uh, master's before and now sort of uh, does the business side. And um, he has a med tech company about some, some disinfection application for, uh, for hospitals. And they already have a really solid prototype, but now they need to dig into uh, regulatory aspects, market aspects. Um, Which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> you, you, in MedTech. You need the yeah. six months. You need the six months for MedTech for sure. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And so um, now he's doing, in order to have it like still scientific and sort of generally interesting, he's doing a case study approach, which is also mm -hmm. super interesting from, from an entrepreneurship research perspective. What yeah. the success factors and challenges there are for, for medtech startups, particularly in Germany. And by, by investigating that, he really gets a deep understanding of this whole, um, this whole environment he's working in. Uh, and that way also gets to know, yeah, key figures and um, yeah, simply gets all this, this knowledge he needs in order to, to uh, yeah, go on with the business side of his project. Yeah, I think I know that person actually, but in case I don't, make sure they contact me because I think that would be massive for the community because it's one of the biggest questions, because I work a little bit with MedTech boot camps mm -hmm. and we support a lot of healthcare startups and it's it's the biggest issue is that it's a bit of a black hole to understand the regulatory issues and how yeah. to get accreditation and certification, et cetera. So I think that thesis will be really, really valuable for anyone that's thinking about going into medtech. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of the nice thing also, again, with the masterclass that people writing their thesis, often enough, they really benefit for their startup, but also they create knowledge and share that knowledge within the ecosystem. That also yeah. brings us to the second track, which is the entrepreneurship support track. And um, there it's precisely about this question, how to uh, yeah, help building companies in, a, in an even better way within the ecosystem. Yeah. There's for instance, um, uh, also in this case, a business student and uh, she's really into uh, mindfulness and works as a, <coughs> I'm sorry, as a coach and <laughs> as a coach and uh and, and has a podcast concerning mindfulness. And she really wants to bring this whole topic more into the entrepreneurship sphere because she believes that it helps to uh, yeah, found successful startups if, if the startup teams yeah, yeah, get more uh, attached to, to self-reflection and mindfulness. Yeah. And now that's what she's... Um, investigating on in her thesis also in cooperation with, with Stanford in that case wow um, yeah she's even going to go there actually uh, if that if it works um, and uh, so we hope that sort of she yeah can investigate on a really interesting topic for her personally but at the same time also achieve this again this real world impact by applying those, those insights within the ecosystem by by uh, fostering mindfulness more 
within the startups we have here in our in our environment. Okay, it's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's something that's often overlooked, right? The the team aspect and slowing down the focus on what's really important. So that'd be mm-hmm. cool to see the results from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or another student um, who's into into climate uh, tech and sustainability. Uh, he's now trying to understand uh, a bit similar to the the, the med tech uh, mm-hmm. case I mentioned um, how how climate tech financing can be can be done better because it's a very hardware uh, dominated sphere with yeah. uh, long-term investments which maybe pay out only in, in 20 25 years and so it's very difficult to get funding actually as a as a climate tech startup and he wants to understand why is that sort of for instance, in the, in the United States, a bit, the situation is a bit bigger, better. Why is it better there? What instruments do we have here? What more do we need in order to foster climate tech? And so that's, he's basically intrinsically motivated because it's a, it's a, a topic close to his heart, but who knows what can, what can come up from that, not only within the ecosystem, but also for him personally, because he, he digs into this, this whole climate tech topic and who knows what he's going to yeah, do with it afterwards then. It's cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's interesting because it's not just solely focused on their own specific startup but it can also be a lot of things that can support the general ecosystem or to support other companies that are in a similar area so it's also like some macro uh, topics i guess that the students are actually focusing on which is pretty cool nice great and And so yeah sorry go ahead that that macro sort of context also relates to the third now track uh, Mm -hmm. this this, uh, tech venture challenge track where we set the the challenge in yeah, in order to, to find uh, technological uh, solutions for societal challenges. Um, and there, the current one, um, sort of also linked to my, to my own research, is within the circular economy sphere, where mm-hmm. we simply gave the challenge, yeah, develop a technological solution that can, can ease the transition to a circular economy that can, yeah, um, uh, foster resource efficiency. And now they're still in the ideation phase, but I'm really excited to see what happens if you throw a business guy and a political scientist and, and an engineer together um, to see um, what comes out if they deal with a, with a topic they're all interested in, but sort of actually for the first time get in touch with. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We can hope only that they produce some magic, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, that's a really diverse group of people that come together as well. So I think it should be really exciting to see how they can approach that problem. Nice. Great. Um, so I think to, to close things up, I would love to just get some tips from your side or a little bit of advice for, you know, maybe some students that are a little bit interested in applying, but they're not super sure whether it's like perfect for them. So maybe to help push them uh, over that bridge and to make the decision to apply, maybe you could give them a little bit of advice or a little bit of tips from your side about why this is like a perfect program for some people that are thinking about it. Yeah. So the first thing I can only say is I think there's nothing to lose uh, by applying. There's the only thing you can do is actually win if you, if you get a spot and really can, leverage that synergy uh, between your studies and sort of a project you want to pursue. And as said, the more precise you already know what you actually want to be working on and, and the more uh, effort you maybe have put into it beforehand, the, the better it is for all for everyone involved, I think. Um, and I think there it's really crucial again to stress this, this difference between compromise and synergy uh, mm-hmm. that people really search for this the sweet spot where 
they don't have to choose between writing their thesis and working on something they really uh, they are really passionate for because they've managed to align both in a way that it's sort of in the end end up, ends up at this as the same thing and yeah. um yeah creating creating synergies in those last six months of your studies um i think it's the best thing you can do because uh you get the privilege um and i think it's really a privilege because it's unique uh and i don't know any other framework where, where that is possible to really lay the foundations for everything that you want to uh, pursue when finishing your studies already during those six months ahead and and yeah i think that's the the most important thing i can i can tell anybody who who wants to apply to really reflect on where you actually want to be in in half a year or in two years time also yeah. and then deduct from that what what are the challenges ahead and where can you really uh yeah, create that synergy between your personal dreams and agenda and, and your master thesis. And I think, yeah, if people manage to do that, then yeah, there's great things uh, that can happen. Okay, fantastic. I think it's always, uh, the they say it's the equation for happiness, right? To, to do, to work at something you're super passionate about. So I think to get a exactly. chance to work for six months on a startup idea, but in the structure of your master thesis with research focus is, uh, yeah, it's a really, really great opportunity. So I also like what you said. This is what I say to startups when they're applying for funding, that they shouldn't just apply for exist and, you know, fingers crossed that I get exist mm-hmm. and I have my funding, but they should apply to multiple places and multiple sure. accelerators. So I, I think, you know, there's definitely nothing to be lost and probably only something to be to, to gain. Even if you don't get in, um, there's still an opportunity for you to have gone through the process of structuring your thoughts, putting your startup idea on a piece of paper. Um, and that's always a benefit to go through that kind of formal structure and, 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 and apply. So yeah, that's fantastic. So um, maybe you can just let people know how they can contact you or how they can contact and apply for the uh, for the actual program. I presume maybe the website is probably the easiest way, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. You'll, if you go to, to Unternehmertum or so we're also on LinkedIn, both both possible, you, you'll always end up at the same sort of website at unternehmertum.de yeah. Uh, where you'll find some yeah, first information uh, on the master class and also the link to the, the online application tool, which is then hosted by TOM. And uh, there you'll find some, yeah, I think the most important information uh, and for anything else, of course, uh, we're always there to be contacted, uh, me and the entire <laughs> master class uh, management team. And cool. yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to, to everyone applying and I'm really uh, excited to see what's, what's going to come up uh, sort of in, in the next months and years to come with this masterclass. Super. Well, look, thanks very much for that. And, you know, I'll make sure to put the links as well in, in the description or wherever I post this. So I think everybody will be able to find the full information and your contact details pretty easy. And of course, they can check you out on LinkedIn, which is super to, to have a presence there. I think it's a very important platform for, for yeah, the future. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but Nicholas, thank you very much for taking the time to, to join the, the Strong Startup Podcast. I think thank it's been awesome and I really appreciate it. I think this is something super valuable for all of the students from Technical University Munich. So I think it's going to make everyone's lives a bit easier to really bridge that gap and to better prepare entrepreneurs and teams that are coming into programs within Unternehmertum. So I think it's going to have a really big impact. So I'm excited to see what happens from the, what comes out of the first batch uh, for the Entrepreneurial Masterclass this year. Cool. Yeah, thanks a lot, Alan, for featuring us. And yeah, looking forward to, to anyone who's applying on this basis. Super. Thanks very much. Thanks, you.